Welcome to the Dag Heward Mills podcast. Dag Heward Mills podcast is a broadcast outreach of Dag Heward Mills Ministries, which has the duty to bring you the very best from the vast teaching archive of healing evangelist, best-selling author, and megachurch pastor, Dag Heward Mills. To be a shepherd is to have responsibility for feeding, caring for, and pastoring God's people. In our message this Wednesday, Bishop Dag is launching his classic book, The Art of Shepherding, and will teach you on how you can walk in the office of a shepherd and take up the work well. He will also give a brief rundown of the unique and informative chapters that will help you become a wiser and better shepherd. Discover today why shepherding God's flock is the greatest privilege a Christian could ever receive. Get ready to learn how to become a more effective shepherd from today's word.
John chapter 21. Today I want to dedicate the service to the launching of a new book. Amen. And the new book is entitled The Art of Shepherding. Hallelujah. And um, I'm going to read from John 21 to verse, from verse 15. So when they had dined, Jesus saith to Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me more than these? And he saith unto him, Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. And he saith unto him, feed my lambs. And he saith to him the second time, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me? And he saith unto him, Yea, Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. And he saith unto him, Feed my sheep. And he saith unto him the third time, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me? And Peter was grieved because he had said unto him the third time, Lovest thou me? And he said unto him, Lord, thou knowest all things. Thou knowest that I love thee. And Jesus saith unto him, feed my sheep. Amen. Amen. Right. And then verse 18. Verily, verily, I say unto you, when thou wast young, thou girdest thyself, and walkest whither thou wouldest. But when thou shalt be old, thou shalt stretch forth thine hand, and another shall get thee, and carry thee where thou wouldest not. Amen. Amen. Then this speak he, signifying by what death, he should glorify God. And when he had spoken this, he saith unto him, follow me. Amen. Amen. Now, Jesus Christ said to Simon, Peter, do you love me? Do you love me? And he said, if you love me, feed my sheep. Amen. Amen. The, the work of a shepherd, which is to feed the sheep of the Lord is one of the greatest privileges that can be given to any human being. It's one of the greatest things to be called to become a shepherd of God's people, a pastor of the people of God. For me, it was the greatest privilege and honor that the Lord gave me to, be, to become a shepherd of people. And that is why I use the word shepherd. We could have used cell leader. We could have used deacon. 
We could have used all other names, but the most appropriate for me was the name Shepherd. Because that is what it is, is shepherding. Now, Jesus is asking, do you love me? If you love me, feed my sheep, tend my sheep, care for my sheep. What a blessing it is to be called to feed God's people, to look after people. People are like sheep. They don't know what to do often until you tell them what to do. I'm telling you, you'll be surprised. How many people are waiting to be told what to do? Uh, Jesus said the sheep are scattered because there's no shepherd. He did not say the sheep are scattered because there is no evangelist. And he did not say that the sheep are scattered because there is no prophet. Sheep are scattered because there is no shepherd. Now, Jesus added a note when he was speaking to, um, what's his name, Peter. He said, when you were young, you did whatever you wanted to do. But now, when you get old, Somebody else will carry you. So you will not do what you want per se. So then he concluded and said, follow me. Follow me. You must follow Jesus. You must follow God. Don't follow what is impressive. The work of a shepherd may not be as impressive as the work of a prophet. Amen. Amen. But I tell you, the work of a shepherd is one of the loveliest jobs you can ever have to do. Just look after some people that God gives to you. Perhaps, for me, one of the greatest blessings and rewards of shepherding is the love that is exchanged between a shepherd and a sheep. Because love is a very beautiful thing. And there is very little of love in the world today. And you see, when you have sex with somebody, the relationship with the person changes. Yes. And that is why... Um, those kind of relationships are not necessarily relationships of love. Do you understand? But many times, you can discover what it is like to care for people and love them without having any sexual relationship with them. Amen. Are you listening to me? Caring for people's lives, looking after them, seeing that they come to what God has intended for them to become. There is a joy that you can never know unless God has uh, not called you. Amen. Amen. And so, ladies and gentlemen, it is one of the greatest jobs. The first time, the first thing that I began to do when the Lord called me was to teach. 
and um, to shepherd people, to look after people, Amen. to care for people, Amen. to follow them to their houses, to pray for them, to guide them, to answer their questions, the questions of life which could not be answered by other people. It is a privilege to be asked questions that have no answers. (laughs) Today, one of my sheep asked me a question because she was feeling sad and she asked, is it all right to cry? Because he said, the only thing that I feel like doing is crying because my husband is dead. So I said, and you have to answer all these questions. Do you understand what I'm saying? (laughs) You have to have an answer for every question. The only thing that I feel like doing is crying because my husband is dead. And as a pastor, you cannot give back a husband. So it is a privilege for the most difficult questions of life. You are there, the one who has to explain, who has to answer every question that has no answer even. Are you understanding what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, Throughout my um, ministry life, I, I have often said or I've noticed that the greatest honor uh, comes to you for having worked for God. You know, different airports that I have been to, sometimes with different people. Some of my pastors have told me, you know, I'll go to the airport and people have come to meet me. You see, if you had been working at social security... Nobody would have come to meet you. Nobody would even like you. No one knows what of your, you have no relevance. In the hospital, as a doctor, you have no relevance. The day you don't come to work, and that is it. You come, you go, that's it. Goodbye. You are here today. Tomorrow you are transferred. See you later, alligator. But God has bestowed honor on a, a human being equally laden with problems, equally laden with difficulties, and yet you have become a leader of other fellow problematic, problem-loaded people just like yourself. What has differentiated you from these people and has made you their leader? It is God's power. And God's grace and God's honor that has been bestowed on you. There is no greater work than to be a shepherd of God's people. That is why the highest apostle was asked that question. The one who was made the rock upon which the whole church will be built. Do you love me? Do you love me? If you love me, feed my sheep. Care for my sheep. Jesus really loves the sheep. The people that have been won to him. Those that have come to know, he really cares for them and loves them. And he wants somebody 
to talk to them, to talk to them, to share with them, to explain things to them, to lead them, oh, to feed them. What a blessing. Sometimes I look at people now who are asking for transport money to go for visitation. I say, you don't understand. You don't understand the honor that has been given to you. That is why today you are, you are retreating from shepherdoria work. If you know the honor, look, I'm telling you, I know myself, I've worked at Kolebu before. There is no honor, there is no, there is, there is nothing. And that compares with even being a shepherd of 20 people is higher than being a doctor on any ward, in any hospital, in any part of the world. If you don't know, I'm telling you. If you don't know, I'm telling you. In fact, for your, your whole life has been elevated for the fact that you, of all people, could be invited to become a shepherd of some few people. Oh, what an honor. What a blessing. What a blessing. What a privilege. What a grace has been bestowed upon you. I don't want you to run away from this job any, any longer. I don't want you to ask for transport money. God has more transportation money for you than you can ever, ever imagine. The whole world lies in delusions and deceptions. Somebody was asking me, why are you watching Hitler? How many have heard me mention Hitler? Yeah. Somebody was asking me, why are you watching or studying somebody like Stalin? Somebody was asking, why are you studying somebody like Mobutu, Seseseku, Kuku, Bendu, Wazabanga? Why? Why? Why am I studying or, or trying to learn something from somebody like Ivan the Terrible or Frederick the Great or Hannibal or all these characters? The reason is very simple. God has given me a revelation. As I study them and I look at them, I learn about the character of Satan. Because they are Satan's representatives. And almost if you want to get a Satan who has taken over the form of a human being, you have to watch these people. And you'll see the ability to deceive a lot of people. Like Hitler led the entire German nation to kill 50 million people, which is I mean, about half of the whole of Nigeria, two, three times the size of Ghana. All of them were killed from 1939 to 1945. He killed 50 million people. And he was a junior brother of Stalin. Stalin killed more people than Hitler. The Bible says, and Satan, he says he was a murderer from the beginning. You see the exact characteristic of Satan in all these characters. Mobutu Kuku Bendu Wazabanga. He was another example, another example of Satan manifested. You see, the 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 whole world is under deception. It's going to find out suddenly that there is God. Wow, wow. I tell you. 
suddenly they are going to find out that there is hell. I tell you, pastors, churches are going to find out suddenly that most of the preaching was rubbish preaching. I'm telling you. And this is when Stalin died. Stalin killed millions. He would, he would take up a group and kill. He said all the party, his party elites, they are all against him and he would assassinate all of them. He would take all the generals. He would kill all the generals in the army. Assassinate all. All top officers. He would, as, until he killed millions. He collected everybody's family. Starved to death until they were eating each other in, in Russia. He had an argument with his wife. They were having a dinner party. And he had an argument. With, open argument. Everybody saw it. That night, it, the events are not clear. A shot ran out. Pow! And then the news... The couple of them say, oh, she had uh, appendicitis. And she's dead. His own wife. His son was captured. His Stalin's son was captured during the war with Germany. And meanwhile, the Russians had also captured a field marshal. A German field marshal. And they offered an exchange. Give you Stalin's son. And then we give you the German field marshal. Stalin said no. He left his son there. To, to, to die in the concentration camp. I mean, he, every time he had a different group until he had assassinated 20 million people. You see lists with his signature. The type of the people he signed. Assassinate all this group. Assassinate all. There are lists with his signature on of over 70,000 people that he personally signed. Apart from the ones that he didn't sign. And sometimes you underline a name and say, exclude this person with a red pencil. One person out of the list. Yeah. We are talking about, no, we are talking about, and he, he recreated a history. He brought films, because you see, we have the words Lenin and Stalin. Lenin is the one who did the revolution and brought communism, not Stalin. But when Stalin came, he tried to make himself like he was with Stalin, he was with Lenin. So he made films. You see Lenin coming and you see Stalin walking by his side. All were not true. You see a picture of Lenin with Stalin. Oh, the one I'm talking about is mass deception. Even up today, they, they have a fondness for Stalin. And when he tried to, they, after he went, Khrushchev, the president, came to what, do what they call de-Stalinization. And they had to redo the films and remove his picture so that you see that he was not with anywhere. All those were lies. He took a picture with a little girl to show that he's a family man. And he caught the, the girl's father and that was it. Assassinated the father. Yeah. And you see the picture with the, that he's a family man. So as he lay, even his daughter said, you see the demons and the hatred. As he was, just before he died, he decided that Jews were now a problem in Russia. He was about to assassinate all Jews. And then he had a stroke. And died. Ladies and gentlemen, the whole world is just like this. You see Ghana, I tell you, suddenly you see that heaven is real. God is real. Hell is real. Most people are going to hell. We have sat down. We didn't preach. We didn't do his work. We didn't shepherd. We were doing other things, following other ideas. You see, suddenly you see that all was not true. And that Satan and Medra has been able to kill millions of people in Ghana, millions of people in West Africa, has been able to take all of them to hell. I tell you, just like how Hitler took 50 million, Stalin took 
uh, more twice as, as many uh, Mobutu thousands and thousands of people that he killed oh, they have taken, he has been able to take the world to hell that's what we are going to find out and today as I was preaching this morning an action you know one of my points was the fact that we don't remember pastors don't remember that's why we don't do altar calls we don't preach about gospel salvation and I suddenly felt strength within me I said preach it the whole church is deceived. Tell them. They better remember salvation. I said, people are sitting here. You say, I'm preaching basics. You have backsliding. That's why you call my message basics. That's why. And, and that word basics is the, it's a derogatory redescription of my message. It's like he just preaches basics. It's a derogatory way of describing what I'm doing. That is like it's not, it's not developed or it's, it's underdeveloped or malformed or an imbecilic uh, 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 abbreviation of what really could have been said. It's like, it's like a, a, an undeveloped or, 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 or a child that did not develop, a message that could not develop. I cannot develop messages. So I preach basic. Damn fool. You are the one who is backslidden. That's why you call my message... Uh, 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 basics that's why you re-describe it as a, a basic message when i say basic there's nothing wrong with the word basic but when it's used in that derogatory way there is something wrong with it and i reject it i reject it outright i don't accept it you are backsliding child preaching basics it's a game in your eyes So ladies and gentlemen, God has given you the greatest privilege if you are sitting here and you are listening to me to be a shepherd. And a lay shepherd at that. Don't ask for money. Don't ask for money to have this honor. Don't ask to be paid. We will fight you and quench you out of this system if you ask for money for this. Because it's not a paid job. It's a job you do from your heart. No one can love someone for money. You see, you can never, listen, you can never love someone genuinely because of money that the person gives you. No. Love is not something that you buy. No. It's not something I give you, then you love. I give you, then you love. Then prostitution would be love. But prostitution is not love. Prostitution is 20 cities, 5 cities, 10 cities, and you go. That is not love. One city. Shabayama. No. Love does not take away something from someone. Love gives. God so loved the world that he gave. Amen. Amen. So brothers and sisters, this is the greatest privilege you can ever have. And so, I thank God that he made me a shepherd of some people. Years ago when David was trying to move further into the ministry, uh, somebody asked him, where have you left those few sheep? 
You see, that's what I'm talking about. Derogatory redescriptions of an honorable thing. Where have you left those few sheep? Those few sheep is what God has blessed you with and honored you with. All the honor that I have in this world today comes from the people that I have looked after. It comes from all the honor that I have in this world comes from the people that I've shepherded, I've preached to, I've ministered to. If I have any honor in this world, it comes from the people that God gave me to care for. And people don't even understand why they are with me. But sometimes you may not know how, what somebody has been to someone as you see the person standing there. Hallelujah. So ladies and gentlemen, it is a great blessing to be called upon to become a shepherd. And I want you with all your heart to embrace the opportunity to shepherd and learn how to be a shepherd. Pray for the heart of a shepherd. Pray for the heart of a shepherd. It, the heart of a shepherd is the heart of a father. The heart of a shepherd is the heart of a lover. A lover who does not have sex with the people that he loves. A lover who does not take things away from the people that he loves. A lover who gives things to the people that he loves. Are you listening to me? It is the greatest blessing. So that is why today I'm very happy to be launching this new book, The Art of Shepherding. Hallelujah. All right. This book contains um, a number of sections. What makes sheep lie down? Chapter 1. It says, He maketh me lie down by green pastures. Chapter 1. Chapter 2. Why sheep need water? Amen. Amen. Chapter 3. What it means for sheep to be cast down. Number 4. Why sheep need guidance? Why? Number 5. Why sheep need green pastures? Chapter 6, why sheep need to go through valleys? What does it say? A valley, do I walk through the valley? Why sheep need to go through valleys? Number 7, chapter 7, what it means for sheep to be discontented. Chapter 8, why the sheep need a rod? Chapter 9, why the sheep need a staff? Thy rod and thy staff. Chapter 10, what it means for sheep to have a table in the presence of the enemies. Chapter 11, why sheep need to be anointed with oil. Chapter 12, why sheep need the shepherd's cup to overflow. Chapter 13, why sheep need to dwell in the house of the shepherd. Chapter 14, what it means for the sheep to have no shepherd. And chapter 15, diseases of shepherds, which are diseases of sheep. And chapter 16, why sheep 
get sick. Section 2. Chapter 17. Three goals of a shepherd. Chapter 18. How to identify shepherds who do not enter by the door. Chapter 19. Shepherding assignments to be gentle and tender. That's one of the jobs of a shepherd, to be gentle and tender. If you are not tender and gentle, the sheep will die. Sometimes when we are a pastor, people don't understand why there are sinners around you. You think we are butchers. We are shepherds. We are not butchers. Sometimes when you see a real pastor, you, you will wonder. But this guy has a lot of bad people in his church. What will you do if you are a shepherd? Everybody must be there. One day I went to a certain church. I tell you. Hey, I saw a lot of bad people. And I saw that, yeah. It's a real pastor who is there. If it was a butcher. That's why a lot of ladies cannot do shepherding work. Whereas a lot of ladies too can do shepherding work. A lot of ladies don't have capacity for accommodating nonsense. You would have thought that the ladies are more accommodating. But you ask yourself how they are not able to stay with house helps for long. They cannot stand any out of order behavior. But a shepherd is gentle. Is tender. That is how come certain people are all around. You see all of them floating around. Say, hey! If you don't take care of Satan can easily even become one of the sheep. <laughs> Shepherding assignment, chapter 21, to watch for the sheep. Chapter 22. Jehovah, the protecting shepherd. Chapter 23, the shepherding assignment to feed. Chapter 24, the shepherding assignment to restore and to heal the sheep. Chapter 25, vampire pastors. Chapter 26, the shepherding skills of Jehovah himself. You, 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 we often think of Jesus as a shepherd, but Jehovah is also referred to as the great shepherd. So we are going to study the shepherding skills of Jehovah himself. 27, 35 keys, chapter 27, 35 keys to becoming a good shepherd. Chapter 28, how to engage your sheep with different types of relationships. Chapter 29, 12 characteristics of hireling shepherds. Chapter 30, nine types of hireling pastors. Chapter 31, disappointing shepherds. Hmm. Chapter 32, 22 stages in the development of a shepherd. It's not a small book. It's not a small book. It's a serious book for people who are interested in the ministry. 
you are not interested, it will not interest you. That's why I'm not launching it on Sunday morning. Chapter 33, how a spiritual son develops into a shepherd. Chapter 34, core areas for the development of a shepherd. Core areas for the development of a shepherd. Chapter 35, how a young person can become a shepherd. The shepherd's heart, section 3. The heart as the center of your ministry. 37, how you can understand the spiritual heart by comparing it with the human heart. Chapter 38, why the shepherd's heart is important. Chapter 39, developing flowing hearts. Chapter 40, avoid an unyielding heart. Chapter 41, develop a healthy heart. 42, be healed of diseased hearts. Chapter 43, develop an encouraging heart. Chapter 44, beware of developing a negative heart. Chapter 45, develop a thoughtful heart. Chapter 46, fight against unbending hearts. And chapter 47, developing optimistic hearts. Amen. Chapter 48, section 4. How you can enlarge your ministry. Chapter 49, a shepherd is a light. Chapter 50, why some people are greater lights. Chapter 51, how you can become a greater light. You know, the Bible said, and the Lord made a greater light and a lesser light. May you become a greater light in Jesus' name. Chapter 52, the spiritual joints of ministry. Chapter 53, the stumbling blocks of ministry. Chapter 54, overcoming delays in the evil day. Chapter 55, 15 evils that arise when there is a delay. Chapter 56, eight reasons why delays occur. Chapter 57, what ministry is like when God does not help you? And chapter 58, what it is like when God promotes you? That's all. Hallelujah. So these are all the chapters of the book. Amen. And I believe that it's a powerful book for shepherding. Amen. And um, it will be a great blessing to you. But I want to say that there is no better job that you can be asked to do than to be a shepherd. Why? Because it encompasses so many things. Number one, it encompasses teaching. You have to be able to teach. You have to be able to explain the word. So it makes you, it forces you to know the word. Number two, it makes you wise. Because you have to explain things that have, that need explanations. So when you become a shepherd, you somehow become wise. In fact, the questions that will be placed before you make you wise. One day, a certain brother who was not married, he met a certain couple who were having a crisis. And he gave them some counsel. That an unmarried person would give based on his ignorance. So after giving that 
council, he called me and he told me this and this what happened. And this is what he told them. So I thought, oh, how can you say something like that? How? Because this is a brother who is not married. He doesn't have any idea of what is in marriage. So he gave a theoretical answer which was wrong. So when I told him, he said, oh, so what should he do? I said, you have to call them and find a way of changing your advice to the opposite of what you said. <laughs> so I don't know how he did it, but he managed to conjure up a meeting and then he tried to reverse the advice and change the advice into another advice. But he said, it makes you wise. You are forced to address the issues of life. It makes you a leader of yourself. Because before you can lead others, you must lead yourself. And you must control yourself. It makes you see shepherding, makes you see your own faults. Because every fault in the sheep is in you. Pastors are the worst sheep. Pastors are the worst sheep sometimes. Most pastors don't realize... They, when they call for meetings, they want everybody to come. When you call them, they don't want to come. The way they behave, if their members were to behave like that, ah, you will see some of them reacting. When you call, they don't want to come. Difficult to organize. Every bad thing that the sheep do, they are doing it. So God helps you to see yourself and how you misbehave in the church. By as you shepherd. Pastoring and shepherding brings you honor. Honor you will never get in this world for any reason. You are not a psychologist, are you? You are not. You are not a police. You are nothing. You are nothing. Only the word of God makes you wise. That is how I come today. I can pastor people that are older than me. And I can share the word of God to people like you. It's not because I, ha- I know anything, but because of the shepherding work that I've accepted to do. So may you be a shepherd in Jesus' name. And may God honor you with the honor of a shepherd. And may you be blessed as you love God's people. And never forget that it is a sign of your love for Jesus. Jesus said, do you love me? Do you love me? Then care for them. Look after them. Don't desire to be a, a prophet or an evangelist or whatever. That's the first work that you can do. You can't look after people. You can't look after people. Because the Bible says you should have matured where you are now teaching other people. So believe God to mature into the place where you will now be sharing with people and teaching other people. And it will be a great blessing. Stand to your feet, everybody. Lift your hands to the Lord. Thank God for the honor of being a shepherd in his house. Father, we give you thanks. We give you praise in Jesus' mighty name. Thank you, Lord, for this great honor, this great opportunity. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Lord. As every head is bowed, every eye closed. If you are here tonight, you are not a born-again Christian, you want to be born again. Pastor, pray with me. I want to give my life to God. I want to give my life to Jesus Christ. Please help me to know God. If you are here like that, lift your right hand and I'm going to pray with you. God bless you. Lift it up high. Just your right hand. 
Pastor, I want to know God. I want Jesus to be my Savior. I want Jesus to wash away my sins. If you are here like that, raise your right hand. I'm praying with you as we close. God bless you. Thank you. I see your hand. I see your hand. I see your hand. If you've lifted your hand, come to me. Come from where you are at the back. Come, come to me right now. I want to pray with you. Come, come. And to right here. Close your eyes. Say this prayer. Say, Lord Jesus, please forgive me for my sins. Today, I walk to you. I come to you just as I am. Please forgive me for all my sins. Tonight, I receive Jesus as my Savior and my Lord and my Master. Oh God, cleanse me from my sins, from my wickedness, from my evil. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me tonight. Please write my name in the book of life. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. God bless you, my friend. Look at our pastor. Just go this way. Oh, give the Lord a mighty clap. How many want to be good shepherds? Lift your hand and me pray for you. Father, I pray for the grace to be good shepherd to come upon your people. Let them know the grace of a shepherding anointing upon their lives. Like never before, let the ability to shepherd, to care for the sheep be upon the people. Let them grow in it. Let them walk in it. Let them find your grace and your power as they serve you as powerful shepherds of the Lord. We thank you for what you have done, Lord, tonight. In Jesus' name, and everyone said, Amen. God bless you for listening to this message. Visit www.daghewardmills.org today for more audio and video messages, information on upcoming events, and so much more. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast to receive new messages every single day. And remember... God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind.